This is the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden, Keaton, and Kate. This podcast is for Latter-day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each episode, we discuss the weekly Come Follow Me lesson to keep ourselves prepared for our Sunday worship and awaking class. Whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we're just happy that you're here. That's true. We are. Thanks for staying, sticking here with us. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, This one will cover the Sunday School lesson for December 1st. Welcome to December! It's almost Christmas! Yeah, that's about as much excitement as I think we can contain in one episode. <laughs> Holy! I don't Welcome know about to you December! Guys. I've, I've started to listen to exclusively Christmas music in the car, so... Me too, yeah, yeah. That's other fair. Other music's just not really good right now, I don't know. Other than, you know, some, the recent Kanye West, uh, whatever that Gospel album's called. Album? Yeah, yeah, I think that one's even... Uh, I like four songs, maybe, from that entire album. And that that's fair as well. <laughs> okay, but the album's only 20 minutes. Four songs, that's got to be at least, like, a third of the album. I thought there was a bunch of songs in it. But yeah, anyways, been listening to Christmas music a lot more, which is always fun. It's just a good way even to though we're still invite in November. good feelings into your car ride or your commute. Another good way to do that, I guess, is to listen to a couple guys talk about Jesus right yeah the later day podcast yeah perfect funny funny seeing you here or funny you hearing us say that wherever you are (laughs) Mm, this isn't working uh so let's dive in yeah okay let's do it this episode title is called rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory it covers first and second peter yeah Mm -hmm. um well, were you going to say anything after that, or are you relying on some of us to pick up? <laughs> I just did the intro. I was I was creating a segue. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all, it was your job to ride it. Okay, ride well, the, if I'll, I'll, I'll go then. I just was unsure of which direction we wanted to go there. Um, and so I, uh, <laughs> I, I did read through the uh, initial, like, giant paragraph of it, um, there's some good scriptures in there that I want to go back to after we hit up this first heading, which is I can find joy during times of trial and suffering. And this is a, a topic I think we've discussed before in the past on the podcast. I'm not actually sure which episode it was, but it was basically finding joy regardless of which circumstances uh, you're in. And then even in our last episode, it was like finding a way to love people regardless of their circumstance. And so um, this is kind of a mirror or at least an echo to some of the past episodes but uh joy is one of those things that you just can't get enough of it so uh this is for anyone Keaton, wouldn't you wouldn't you just say that uh god is love god is love yeah, yeah. god is love god is True. love yeah like so this is for anyone basically who um just needs a little bit more joy in their december right yeah toughest time of the year They're... that's what they say right i don't know if uh, they've been saying anything different in uh, in your nursing classes, Caden, but as far as I've heard, that's the highest rate of, of certain things happening is in December. So we definitely need that joy. Well, I'm going to l- read a verse that talks about that. First uh, Peter 1 6 says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness, though manifold tempta- through manifold temptations. Um, yeah, it basically, you might have hard times, you might have dark periods, but wherein you greatly rejoice, like there's highs and lows, 
Um, you just got to get through them. You know? Yeah. And not that it's always that easy, but it's not what I'm saying. Yeah, and in in the context, no, it's like always look on the bright yeah, side. Always look on the bright side of, of life. That's right. <laughs> Um, and and Peter, when yeah. he wrote this, as as far as the context here says, he was probably going to get put to death very soon when he wrote these. So he was kind of this is almost like a therapeutic epistle for yeah, him. Yeah, this is him just thinking about his life, thinking about all the things that he could have done differently, and thinking that yes, the some of the most important things to say are that I can find joy during times of trial and suffering. Which is pretty cool. Cool to hear that. Yeah, well, and then that's even echoed by President Nelson later on in this paragraph here. And it says saints can be happy under every circumstance. And that falls true in in a lot of people's lives. I think like uh, you guys are both happily married. Um, I am a very single young adult self but I am equally as happy well I don't want to say I'm equally as happy but I'm very happy with where I'm at right now like I I am happy and I think I'm progressing in the gospel and I think uh, there's a lot of joy that still comes in my life through my friends who are married as well as through the friends I have in uh, my current ward and stuff like I don't think my situation is um any less joyful than someone else's I guess well, I think um, what I'm trying to say. with mental health being like pretty common rhetoric in today's society, we talk a lot about um, like depression and other, other like mental health um, things that we need to be aware of. And with this lesson, um, yeah, this title is I can find joy during times of trial and suffering. Um, I think it's important that joy comes from Christ. It's not being happy. You don't always have to be happy because happiness is like a chemical reaction in your brain. You don't have to be happy to be able to find joy, to be able to recognize the blessings in your life, to recognize the positive. Um, I think joy is more of like a, a spiritual hap- a spiritual quote, happiness, unquote. Um, it's not just like, I'm always happy. I'm always great. And there are those people who are like that. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if you're like that, but I like smacking those people. I want to just like, I'm like, you're too much. But <laughs> yeah. it's not about that. It's not about being crazy bubbly all the time because not everyone can do that. That's a personality type. This is talking about joy, which comes from Christ because Christ is the source of joy, mm-hmm. not happiness. It is a gospel of happiness, but we're talking about joy. You can always find joy through Christ if you're looking in the right places, even if you're depressed, even if you can't be happy, um, you can find joy. They're different. Yeah. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but there, even within our body, there's like the two things that make us feel happy in a way. One of them is, of course, dopamine, which is like the quick, you know, quick uh, happiness. Yeah. A little bump a little or the hit, hit. You know, and a lot of drugs and... Um, different addictions play onto the onto dopamine, whereas serotonin is that that long term happiness. Um, as far as I understand, I could be totally wrong, but it, that's that's my understanding of how those two things work. No, I think I think you and yeah. So so even in our body, there. there's a there's that difference between happiness and true actual joy. Things that yeah are long lasting, and will actually bring us. Um, what we need, you know, to keep on going, to keep trying. Um, 
there's just a quote that isn't in the lesson, but it's linked in the lesson. It's under the um, Enzyme or Liahona November 2016 talk or article titled Joy and Spiritual Survival. Uh, it says, just as the Savior offers peace that passeth all understanding, he also offers an intensity, depth, and breadth of joy that defy human logic or mortal comprehension. For example, hmm. it doesn't seem possible to feel joy when your child suffers with an incurable illness, or when you lose your job, or when your spouse betrays you. Yet, that is precisely the joy that the Savior offers. His joy is constant, assuring us that our afflictions shall be but a small moment and be consecrated to our gain so yeah basically just um a prettier way of saying what i was saying joy and happiness aren't the same you don't have to be happy to be able to experience the joy that comes from christ's atonement and from uh yeah the power of the gospel um we were watching that uh the movie inside out about a week ago and i think that oddly enough this actually really illustrates that point you guys have probably seen that movie before. Um, the Basically, one of the morals of the movie is that sadness is actually something that's important. Mm-hmm. Or sadness and trial is actually something that's important in order to create, you know, that lasting happiness to create joy. Because sadness, you know, the Phyllis character is always just trying to touch things for some reason. And in the end, yeah, they learn we need to do this together. It, it, they need to go hand in hand. And so sometimes it's it's because of those trials and suffering that we're even able to have joy at all, you know, knowing the bitter and the sweet. Right. And being able, like, if you're always happy, it might be hard for you to recognize the joy um, because you're distracted by the happiness kind of thing. But when your life slows down and you have a, a minute to stop and think and, like, to reflect on that, maybe that's, um, like, kind of where some of that, that joy settles in when you're in a hardship, you have more time to reflect and think about, you know, the blessings of the gospel instead of being distracted by, you know, this or that moment happening in your life. Well, and that's kind of the point I wanted to to bring up there. Rather than kind of agree with both of you guys and say the same thing again, I wanted to think about how, like, yeah, they they very much are different things. But, like, even when you look back, like, if you think about, like, like how you remember when you were happy and how you remember specific instances of joy it's completely different as well. Like I can remember like the joyful periods of my life far better than I can remember like, oh, well, I was happy last week when I was, you know, watching this movie or when I was, you know, laughing about something I saw on like Reddit or like some random meme. Like those provide that dopamine hit that Keaton was talking about. But then the joy, it's like everlasting or it's like it endureth, I guess. it Like it endures throughout um, the trials that we've been talking about, right? Like you can always look back on it. Like you were saying, like you reflect on joy, but then you can also like look back and be like, oh man, like this was beautiful when I got to do this or I got to see my family like at the beginning of the month and that was awesome. So then that held held me over till now. That actually is a cool point. The joy sticks like it's, it's firmer in your memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, then if you're in a time of trial and you're going through hardship, how, I don't know if you guys have any, like, advice, or how have you guys been able to, like, find the joy when you're in a hardship, you know? Because it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to actually experience it, and I've been trying to think about that this whole time, and I'm coming up short. Yeah, I think... Do you guys have any suggestions? It's important to say that 
no experience is the same. Like sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I've had a family member die. Like, so I know what you're going through. No, it's different for everyone. Everyone is affected very differently by every trial that they go through. And that is something that makes the atonement even more important because it yeah, makes key, that it's personal. There well, has, to, it's, be, it's there like has the to be someone who has gone yeah, through exactly. the same thing it's, as we have, right? The Savior is the only person <laughs> yeah, that, that has gone through those kind of things. And so it's it's leaning on him. Um, but then again, but saying that, like as far as specific things, like a cookie cutter list of things to do, it's really, it's, it's hard for me to, to same it's as you, to say It's probably small that. things, right? It's probably like reading scriptures, praying, meditating within your heart. Yeah, well, like I, um, I know what I've done, but that doesn't serving work. Serving others. That doesn't work all the time, well, right? And, and it's... And so it's it's the effort of trying, or yeah. It's well, trying. It's the, I was gonna say like it's something to do with effort of trying. Yeah, trying to turn towards to the just Lord, not be right? on your own in some cases. Like I I get in like a very upset state if I'm if I'm always alone. Like if I'm constantly like alone and I'm not like seeing or interacting with anyone, then obviously it gets to your your head. But like I think for me, if I was to look at something that would like be an instant like upper, I guess for me, it wouldn't necessarily be someone like giving me things to like. Uh, occupy my time or like distract me from my sadness or my joy or uh, um, mourning or um, grief or something it would be like someone taking their time out of their day and like doing something that I enjoy with me right right doing some service Mm -hmm. spending some quality time well yeah absolutely like or or if you are on your own and you don't have you know a friend to drop by or whatever you know doing those things to turn your thoughts towards Christ, think about the gospel, um, read your patriarchal blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the main thing is... Read just a book that's kind of gospel-related, even if it's not scriptures. Yeah, the main thing is just to not give up. You know, sometimes things are going to happen. Sometimes we're going to have a crappy day. And after those things happen, we we can't allow ourselves to think, oh, well, now I... You know, I just wasted today, so and then let that affect the next day. You know, because those those days mm-hmm. are bound to happen right. for everyone. It doesn't matter if you have clinical depression, situational, or or just other other mental illness. It's you know, it it affects everyone, and it it affects a lot of us all in in similar ways, different but similar. And so, yeah, it's just the the not giving up even after there an episode has occurred. I like that. Yeah, perfect. And in in some of those cases, too, it's just time that helps, you know, just allowing allowing yourself to take some time. And obviously, if there's a serious issue and things aren't getting better at all and only getting worse, then, yeah, of course, professional help. Talk to to a professional. Always, always important to take that extra step. um, One. Cool. Um, all right, so the next point, I guess, unless you have anything to add. No, I'm, I'm good there. I'm good. Cool. So the next point is uh, the gospel is preached to the dead so they can be judged justly. Um, we've already touched on this a little bit. Um, if anybody is a non-member who's listening to this episode, um, we believe that um, everybody has the right or everybody should have the opportunity to choose the gospel for themselves so just if you if you didn't have the opportunity to be baptized when you were on earth um then 
you'll have the opportunity to choose the gospel and you won't have to go to hell because you didn't get baptized when you had a body. Um, and so on the other side of the veil where like people who have the gospel will be preaching the gospel to people who don't. So people who've died already spirits, basically missionary spirits preaching to spirits who don't have the gospel, similar to what we're doing on earth where we have missionaries going to places that, and talking to people who aren't members of the church same things going on just with dead guys. Yeah, and I think it, it's good to clarify too that that when Caden says hell, he's not necessarily referring to like, you know, what m- most people consider to be hell, but a lot of the time it's a lesser heaven. So, because God still loves us all equally. There is, you know, we do believe in, in a kind of a hell, but it's reserved for people who are much worse in, in certain ways. Um, another like Keaton, like me. Thank you. <laughs> That's, <laughs> boom. Got him. Got Love him. you, buddy. Ladies got and him. gentlemen, Good. we got him. Um, the other thing I think it's important to say is, you know, it's all about having a fair chance. There's, there's people who have even been born in the church who I would say haven't been given a fair chance to receive the gospel, um, based on if they were abused as a child in a member family or things like that. And so that caused them to leave the church later. Obviously, God is the judge in the end, but I think that that wording of having a fair chance to receive the gospel is really important when we consider all the different ways that people have have been influenced by the gospel and just different lives that people live. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, for example, I like that a lot. I've never I've never really thought of that. Yeah, for example, my great grandmother Gib, she married a member of the church, and her mother made her promise on her deathbed that she would never join the church. And so she lived her whole life. She played the organ in Tabor for a long, long time. She lived to the ripe old age of 105 years old and was never a member. And she, uh, I can't remember exactly uh, the situation of how, if she had talked about believing, um, we've had some experiences of family where we knew she was ready to um, have her temple work done when we did do it. But yeah, it's just, there's just people like that, that in this life, for whatever reason, um, an unfair yeah, scenario unfair where scenario. they didn't have the chance to to justly choose. Yeah, and I don't like I don't know her line of thinking. I don't know what's going on there, um, but there, I know that there's other situations that are similar, and especially in certain cultures, it's very dangerous to change the religion of your family. Um, thinking mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. across the ocean than here in North America, but yeah, and so just a lot of situations like that. So yeah, a fair chance to receive the gospel. And, and with Jesus being a just judge as well, like you, you can take solace in the fact that every, like there will be a time or at least when Jesus sees that everyone who he judges is going to be able to be judged f- fairly or at least justly according to, you know, what, the, what hand they were dealt in life. Yeah, uh, that... I know it, uh, example used all the time is like, well, what about, you know, like indigenous peoples who are like so far detached from the world that missionaries will, will never see them ever. And like, they're never going to see, you know, uh, Mormon messages or have any contact with like the church. Um, cause there are, there's totally people like that. And, uh, that's just the thing. Like there's no, no one will go that everyone's regardless of whether you're a member or not, everyone's a child of God. And not to say like God numbers his sheep, but he totally numbers them. Like he knows his children and he knows how many he has and he knows how many he's uh, willing to lose, which 
isn't a high number, I don't think. Um, well, I think if it was up to him, he wouldn't lose any, but that's exactly. not the point. Yeah, the joy of one The point soul, is right? that we have to choose, right? Yeah. Um, another thing that that reminds me of is the, the President Oaks talk from last conference. I had to speak or I had to teach on it today in priesthood. Basically, his whole talk is just about, you know, we can speculate a lot, but really in the end, we just trust in the Lord. And... And that's just the principle to govern ourselves by when it comes to the afterlife. We just trust that he knows what he's doing and all all will be well. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. I for think that it's section. fair to trust him. I think it's fair. He's, you know, he's proved himself a couple times. Uh, okay. So the last section here, uh, through the power of Jesus Christ, I can develop my divine nature. Uh, obviously this is, even though it doesn't say it specifically in the paragraphs, to me it does just relate to that President Benson talk about um, nature versus uh, behavior and how turning to Christ changes our nature, changes who we are, puts off the natural man rather than just changing what we do every day, you know? Right. And it's very true. It's totally true. Right. It's not just changing what you're doing, but it's changing how you're doing it and like with what intention and your mindset. and Exactly. Yeah. You're de- the desires of your heart. Well, this one, mm-hmm. uh, this little paragraph talks about um, like Christ-like attributes. And that was probably my favorite thing to study as a missionary was just like reading the scriptures, um, hearing a story or an experience that Christ did or said or whatever in the scriptures and then thinking about like what attribute that would be and like how I can try to emulate that in my life. Um, Using the chapter in Preach My Gospel called Christ-like Attributes, that's obviously a help, but um, kind of doing my own personal study of the scriptures and finding those attributes on my own and adding them to like my daily efforts that was that was one of my favorite things to do on my mission yeah there's a there's like a test in preach my gospel isn't there mm-hmm. like a christ-like attributes test oh yeah that's I, right and preach my gospel is available on the gospel library app i definitely recommend uh taking a look at that i think it's is it chapter six or chapter 13 i think it's chapter six jeez I don't i'll check know. well y'all keep i guarantee talking. yeah well, like i not guarantee i recommend I guarantee you yep, do this test six. and you'll be come out better. But uh, I recommend doing the, the test because it was definitely something I revisited multiple times on my mission um, to kind of see where I was at and the kind of uh, real growth I was experiencing while I was uh, out on my mission. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point uh, and, of the quiz, right? Yeah. To, uh, to do it multiple times so you can see, oh, I need to work on my humility. And then you do it a couple, you know, weeks later. Oh, my humility, because I've been really focusing on that has, you know, I've, I've improved in that regard, but because of my lack of focus in, you know, whatever other category, now I need to focus on something else. And it's like a, the, it's like the scripture that talks about the way of the Lord is one eternal round or the course of the Mm -hmm. Lord is one eternal round. No matter what you're working on, there's always something that you can revisit to work on again. Yeah, and you know, once you get 10 out of 10 on the uh, attributes chart, you just you start seeing a big, bright, white light, 
and then uh, everything's gone all around you, and you're translated. You're done. You made it. Exaltation, baby. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, do that time, quiz. One of my companions, you know, they just disappeared all of a sudden, and I was all alone. It was it was crazy. No, just oh, no. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. It's like, Elder, where'd you go? Um, I, I, w- I just want to r- look at this quote here. This is going to sound um, corny or at least uh, like a Wonderful. But I guess uh, in recent memory, because it's been a while, after just reading this quote by Elder uh, Hales, this is my new favorite and my definite favorite quote that I've ever heard him say. <laughs> And it's the attributes of the savior savior are interwoven characteristics added one to another, which develop in us in interactive ways. In other words, we cannot obtain one Christ like characteristic without also obtaining and influencing others. As one characteristic becomes strong, so do many more. I think that's crazy cool. Um that I, I, I think back to all the characteristics that are included in that chapter of preach my gospel as well as just any other christ-like attributes um that are out there and i think yeah all of them involve uh interaction with other people in some way whether it's being a uh, humble to you know humble enough to listen to the savior's teachings or obedient or or just like all these other um christ-like attributes that that you need in order to um get get to where we want to get to or access that joy that we want to access in this life uh it's it's kind of cool that he says you're kind of taking others along this trip with you like there's a good chance that they'll also experience that obedience or that humility or that love or that um knowledge or that understanding right well and And not only that's really cool and not only are you helping others um like influencing others to obtain christ-like characteristics but by um developing one christ-like attribute you are in turn making it easier for yourself to work on other attributes as you come closer to christ it's easier to align other you know parts of your life in the same way i i think that's also a point in that quote that you read yeah yeah i kind of like the analogy of uh of like putting heating stones in a fire you know you put one in you know, it's it's good. What am I trying to say? I'm sure I can't remember the analogy. Maybe cut this out. But there was an analogy that's very good. That's kind of like essentially, yeah. You you kind of put your stones in, and as you as you cease to work on these attributes, you're taking them out on the fi- out of the fire, as it were, and they start to cool down. And you know, you kind of start to lose the attributes as you as you stop working on them. But the more you put in so, there, so and the more the you work on at once. Um, the fire is the, Jesus. the hotter it is, and so it helps um, you Good. be able to develop other attributes. Yeah, the fire is just trying. You know, the fire is <laughs> yeah. actively working so in on this, it. What is what is the fire burning? What's what's the fuel? Of the, I'm kidding. Well, probably we like <laughs> wood or something. I don't know. <laughs> You're just digging like the analogy too deep. Critical. Yeah, Braden. The Jeez. analogy. I just need to understand it. I am trying to remember where I heard that something. one, or maybe if I'm misinterpreting it, but I'm pretty I, sure that's... I think I've heard something about that, but... The, I think the main part about it is is just um, if you take them out of the fire, if you stop working on them, they do not stay put. They cool down. Hot. They Yeah, you throw it out of the fire, it cools down. So keep them in the fire. So so keep hot rocks on you. Yeah, keep, keep hot, hot rocks, rocks hot. Yeah. Uh, I also like they they bring up in this about a, a tapestry, 
where it's slowly woven, you know, bit by bit. And uh, at the end of our lives, we'll have this big, wide, um, beautiful tapestry of our discipleship if we keep working on it. Oh, that is kind of a cool thought. What does your tapestry look like, everyone? Batman. Although, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's not... I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot of fries in there. No, sorry, somewhere. the uh the tapestry in the lesson just kind of looked like a bat. That's why that came to mind. Um, no, it's just a big orange V. <laughs> I <laughs> I return to the lesson. Um, it says consider reading Peter or Second Peter chapter one verses one to eleven. That's a lot for me to read right now. Um, on the podcast, that'll be extremely um a lot. But it it says, I'll just read one of the verses um, and give you a little bit of a lead in. But it says, basically tells you to work on faith and then grace and peace are multiplied unto, unto you through knowledge of God. So by working on your faith, you're gaining knowledge of God and your grace and peace are multiplied. And it just goes on and it's like, and by doing this... Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue, add some knowledge, and to your knowledge, add some temperance. And it's like, once you're doing this, then you should just do a little bit more and add some of this. And kind of in that same way that, like, the closer to Christ you become, the easier it is to become more like Christ. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's Who a Who would have thought point. we could all be so close to becoming like Christ? Yeah. We're so close yet so far, you know, the, the closer we try and get, the more, the, the further the, we realize we are, right? Yeah, and, and like they start this paragraph off saying like, do you ever feel that becoming like Christ and developing his attributes is not possible? But like the entire point of this like plan of salvation and like our existence here is so that we can become like him and our father. And so it is like they let us know right away, like spoiler, it is definitely possible. It just takes a lot of work and it wasn't easy being Christ and it's not going to be easy being Christ-like, but you're going to realize that the joy that comes from being Christ-like and that the happiness that's ever like enduring, like that in that endures, the, like the joy, joy that endures, not happiness, the, the joy. gospel joy. Yeah. I wanted to refrain from saying <laughs> happiness, but happiness and joy, um, as, as long as they're used together, <laughs> I think, uh, are good examples. And, um, I think it's important that, as um, miserable as some of the uh, early saints' lives were, there was also a lot of joy, like an exceeding amount of joy. Yeah, totally. In that time. Yeah. And uh, like I, th- I think of the word rejoice, and I think um, more saints in the past rejoiced more frequently than I think I hear a total congregation rejoice uh, nowadays, according to certain you know things that come up in the church. I don't know. That's yeah. Being the the greater the but... the bitterness, the greater the sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's how yeah. that works. There needs to be opposition in all things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think those are some good notes just to to close off on there. If you guys yeah. don't mind closing it's off, yeah. a bit of a shorter episode, everyone. Um. So with that, we just want to once again say a big thank you to all the listeners and everyone who continues to like our posts as well as to follow our. Uh, uh, Instagram and our um, Apple podcasts um, like the subscriptions there where you enjoy that a lot we also want to bit send a huge shout out and thank you to Lucky Bandit Spencer Rolfson for uh, doing up the musical intro and outro of uh, our 
podcast episodes on a weekly basis. And so with that, we love you guys. Uh, we definitely love each other. <laughs> that we do. And we'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye.